This is Dr. Carissa Hines of Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. Information without understanding is not very helpful. Talk with the doctor and feel like you're talking to a friend. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Atlanta. This is Dr. Carissa Hines, and you are listening live to Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. We broadcast every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here from the WWE Real 1100 AM studios here in Atlanta, Georgia. I hope you all are having a fabulous week. It is Thursday. It's almost the end of the week. We have made it to another, almost to another weekend. So that is a great thing. So for those who celebrate, I hope you all had a wonderful and blessed Easter holiday and uh, Passover before that as well. So, you know, it's, uh, I love when the spring comes because all of the good holidays come in and, and we can gather and, and such things. And as we are um, getting, how do I say, better, I guess, within our pandemic, um, then we are getting closer and closer to when we can really, really all gather again. So as we do every Thursday, we do our shout outs. So shout outs to my number one fan. Hey, mom, I hope you are having a fantastic Thursday morning. Shout out to family in Norfolk, Virginia, Virginia Beach, Virginia, Chesapeake, Virginia, Washington, D.C., Hobbs, New Mexico, Houston, Texas, Seattle, Washington, Hampton, Virginia, Woodbridge, Virginia, Columbus, Virginia, excuse me, Columbus, Georgia, Fort Campbell, Kentucky, Charlotte, North Carolina, Gadsden, Alabama, Center, Alabama, Oxford, North Carolina, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, College Park, Georgia, Cedar Bluff, Alabama, Lusby, Maryland, Temecula, California, Opelika, Alabama, and to new family in Newport News, Virginia. Hey, Newport News, how are y'all doing? All righty. As always, shout out your city. Tell me where you are listening and I will shout you out next week. We are always uh, happy to welcome new listeners to our little family here. And so please let me know where you are listening from and I will definitely uh, give you a shout out. 
as I said, we are live broadcasting from WWE Studios, Real 1100 AM. You can also stream this show on www.real1100.com. You can watch on our Facebook page. So I'm live on the Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa Facebook page now. So hey, Facebook family, how are y'all doing? And um, also on the Old Fashioned Health Network uh, family, which we are a proud member of the Old Fashioned Health Network family. And um, also you can hear this on iHeartRadio. And also you can watch on the uh, WWE Real 1100 AM Facebook page as well. We have our YouTube channel, Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. And you can, if you miss this broadcast live, you can catch it uh, there or on our Facebook page. We are also a podcast. And so we are broadcasting on the uh, following platforms on iTunes, Google, Captivate, Spotify, Amazon, Overcast, TuneIn, Pocket Cast, and Stitcher. Please follow us on uh, on social media, on Facebook, Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, on Instagram at Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, and on Twitter at Minutes Doctor. Phew, that's a lot to get through. All righty. So as we do every week, we have our COVID update. So um, this week, U.S. cases, uh, 30.6 million. Last week, we're at 30.1 million, I believe. Uh, unfortunately, we are at 555,000 American deaths. Uh, last week, we were at 548,000. So, you know, that is still... Uh, that number is still climbing, but it is not climbing at the at the vicious rate that it once was. Um, and so I am I am grateful for that. But my condolences go out to all families uh, and souls lost to this virus. And in terms of our vaccine count, uh, as of today, 171 million Americans have been vaccinated at least one dose um, and that is up 20 million 21 million from last week when we were at 150 so we are uh, this vaccine rollout is is going very very well uh, and exceeding uh, the initial goals that the administration had set out so that is that is amazing now the cdc recommends uh cdc recommendations so i always give a little extra um, news here. So now the CDC is recommending or approving, I don't know how you want to look at that, uh, travel for vaccinated individuals within the United States. So domestic travel um, is is a go uh, within the United States. So that's great. Um, so now what does it mean to be um, for fully vaccinated people? So there's no need to test prior to travel unless your destination requires it. So there are still some um, international um international destinations that still require um, a COVID test, a negative COVID test prior to your travel. Uh, and for uh, travel within the United States, there's no need to self-quarantine um, while you're at your destination or once you return from such. Um, however, the CDC does recommend that travelers should still follow safety guidelines uh, for masking, social distancing, and hand washing, which are, are good things. Uh, to do anyway. So now if you are curious about what it means to be fully vaccinated, so two weeks, that's what you need to know. So either two weeks after your second dose of a Pfizer or Moderna uh, vaccination or two weeks after the single dose uh, Johnson and Johnson uh, vaccination. So that is that for our update. So let's get into the meat of what we want to talk about this week. So this week's show, we're talking about COVID stress. So let's talk a little bit about stress and what it is and all of this other stuff. 
So stress is a feeling of emotional or physical tension arising from any event or thought that makes you feel frustrated, angry, or nervous. So all of us can can point to a time uh, where we are are dealing with that. Um, stress is also your body's reaction to a challenge or to a demand, right? So that sounds that sounds a little bit stressful. <laughs> um, but for many of us, like I said, we felt stress from time to time. Um, and that stress can come from, <clears throat> excuse me, for example, uh, deadlines at work, uh, unexpected life events, either an illness or a death. Um, new or ending relationships because new relationships can be stressful and relationships when they end can be stressful right um, and and then another thing like tests so you know whenever you have to take a test I know you know for us physicians we have to take recertification tests from time to time and that can be stressful but not all stress is bad okay so in short doses stress can be very 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 helpful Right. So, for example, under certain circumstances, your body will activate uh, the sympathetic nervous system. So I always want to give you all a little anatomy. Right. Um, but for those that didn't go to medical school or nursing school, that sympathetic nerve nervous system is what we call your fight or flight response. Right. So most of us have heard of that. And it is a system that is designed to help you to help us. Um, to either avoid or escape danger. So that's a good thing, right? That's a good response to stress. And, and that's what we want. However, prolonged exposure to stress can be damaging. And so you can have physical manifestations of stress uh, in terms of aches and pains, chest pain, heart palpitations, exhaustion, insomnia, headaches, dizziness, increased blood pressure, muscle tension or jaw clenching uh, and or stomach and digestive issues. Chronic stress can be disruptive to every system in the body. It suppresses the immune system, can cause upset in your digestive system, uh, can cause upset in your reproductive system, can increase your risk of heart attack and stroke, and can speed up the aging process. And, you know, we are going to flip back to last week when we were talking with Dr. Sean Weaver McKee about uh, antioxidant stress and the stresses on the body and how that can make us look and feel much, much older than we are. Right. So um, stress, can, chronic stress can also cause emotional and psychological damage as well um, in terms of depression and anxiety, anger, irritability and restlessness. Uh, feeling overwhelmed, feeling unmotivated, unfocused, um, which can cause problems uh, in your school life and definitely in your work life, uh, can cause sleep disturbances, racing thoughts or a sense of constant worry, uh, memory and concentration problems, poor decision making and can lead to increased substance use or abuse because how many of us have said you know I've had a stressful day at work so when I get home I'm gonna have a glass of wine or I'm, I need to take a drink because this has been you know such a, a crazy stressful day well when those crazy stressful days are strung out in uh, you know in secession and then next thing you know you know you end up with a substance abuse problem obviously that's not a good thing so why are we bringing this up today right because of the pandemic right so collectively we have 
all experienced stress on various levels due to this COVID outbreak. And when we come back from this break, we will talk with Dr. Donna Sewell about COVID stress, what it is, and how we can do something about it. I am Dr. Carissa Hines. I'm your host this morning for Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, and we will be back after a short commercial break. Just for Pets Wellness Center reminds old-fashioned health listeners and pet owners to never leave pets unattended inside a parked vehicle, not even for a quick errand. Temperatures can rise to dangerous levels fast. Visit our website for more information at www.just4petsfl.vet or give us a call at 239-270-5721. This is fashion designer Edmund Newton. I'd like to tell you about Enmask.com. Enmask.com is my only source for non-surgical cloth masks. I've teamed up with Enmask.com to create and design a collection of limited edition masks. These masks are washable, reusable, breathable, and most importantly, fashionable. Shop online now at Enmask.com. That's E-N-M-A-S-K-S.com for quality masks made in America. Slashed 
Welcome back. Welcome, welcome back. This is Dr. Carissa Himes, and you are listening to Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. Today, we are talking with Dr. Donna Sewell about COVID stress. And so before we get Dr. Sewell on the line, let me tell you a little bit about her. Uh, Dr. Donna, Donna Sewell has a vast educational background. She holds the following degrees, a Bachelor of Science in Psychology, Master of Social Work, Master of Arts in Industrial Organizational Psychology, and a Doctor of Philosophy degree in Social Work Planning and Administration and Social Science. In addition to her formal education, Dr. Sewell has over 25 years of social work experience with a diverse work history. She has worked with the following populations, academics, adults, geriatric, mental health, HIV AIDS, military personnel and their families, in the correctional system, and with substance abuse. Dr. Sewell has also served in capacities such as project manager, administrator, psychotherapist, facilitator, care slash case manager, and clinical director. She holds several licenses and certifications including an internal behavioral health consultant certification. Currently, Dr. Sewell works as an administrator who oversees a number of correctional mental health departments, as well as a, as, as a licensed therapist who provides tele-mental health for a major insurance company. When she is not working, she provides psychoeducational seminars and workshops and program consultation through her business, Minds Eye Enterprises, LLC. Dr. Sewell can be heard hosting her podcast, The Wellness Enclave. The Wellness Enclave it addresses emotional health and wellness and its connection to one's physical health, relationships, spiritual life, and decision making. You can find all of her shows on her website, meenterprises.net, that's mindseyeenterprises.net, and on a number of podcast platforms, including, but not limited to, her own app, the Wellness Enclave app, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. In addition, I will also share that she is... Uh, one of my family members on the Old Fashioned Health Network um, that we appear um, one after the other on um, on the Old Fashioned Health Network uh, radio show that's heard uh, every week as well. Medical Minutes family, please welcome my friend, Dr. Donna Sewell, to the show. Hello. Dr. Sewell, Dr. hello. Hi. How are you? I am well. How are you today? I am doing very well. I'm doing very well. Thank you for that nice introduction. I almost sound intelligent. I appreciate that Listen very much. Listen to you. You are something. <laughs> you know what? We we have to take all the time that we can to blow our, our own horns and also that to blow correct. the horns of others as well because you know we are we definitely have to uplift each other and and let each other shine as well. Because there, that is, is, that there is, is enough light for all of us for all of us to be seen in. So let's get right yes, into this. Cause you know, you and I have had conversations offline um, about COVID and about the stress. And that's when I decided, I was like, you know, I've got to have you on the show um, to talk about what's going on here. So now let me ask you, because of course, you know, as I was saying in the, in the lead up to, to introducing mm-hmm. you, you know, that stress is a normal part of life. 
that we're, we all go through it from time to time. Some of us deal with it better than others. But what is it about the stress that is associated with this pandemic and with COVID in and of itself that is different from our normal everyday stress? Well, well the first thing I would like to say, um, in addition to um, I, I appreciate as well as I'm honored that you invited me on your on your show, is also that I think this is a very timely topic as this is actually stress management awareness. Well, so well, I think this that. is a very um, <laughs> right. Awesome. <laughs> I think this is a very timely topic. So you are correct. Um, you know, stress is a part of daily life. In addition to that, you know, there are various types of, of uh, stress because a lot of people don't know that there is something called U stress with EU stress, which is basically a good stressor. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I know you're talking about stress when it negatively impacts you. So here, here's the piece with COVID um, that I think um, is, is a little different. One of the things that's a little different is a number of things that we tell individuals to do in the mental health field to cope. In many instances, people were unable to do that initially mm-hmm. at the, at, in the initial phase of the pandemic. So an example of that would be exercise. A lot of people are going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, they shut the gyms down. Okay, so what am I going to do for a coping mechanism? Right. Okay, and that's, and that's what I do. Um, a lot of people work. Whether people want to acknowledge it or not, a lot of people, their job is very fulfilling for them. They prefer mm-hmm. their job over their home life. So my job mm-hmm. wants me to go remotely now. Mm-hmm. What do I do? Because I have a spouse or a significant other. I may love that spouse or significant other, but I can't be in the house with them All 24 day, hours. Every we're, day. we're doing Yes. Right. We're, mm-hmm. we're doing fine. Same thing with the children. You may love your children, but the children are out of school. Mm-hmm. One of my coping mechanisms was I come home from work or I take 30 minutes between work and home to decompress. Now I can't do that because I'm at home right. the, enti- the, the, the entire day, the entire time. Another piece is we talk about social support is a key for, for um, you know, for having healthy mental health or emotional wellness. Well, here, here's the reality. We were separated. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, we were told that not just stay six feet apart. Again, in the initial phase, what what was stated, it was stated that we need to stay in our homes among our loved ones. Right. And so we didn't get that support um, that a lot of us need. In addition to that, this was very abrupt. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so that took a lot of people by surprise. And so if you already don't have healthy coping skills then something hits you abruptly, then you really see where you are as an individual and where you are in terms of emotional wellness. So that's kind of why the stress is, is that those are just some of the reasons why the stress was a little different because it, the, the bottom line is you had a lack of control. Right. And it was apparent that you had a lack of control. Right. And then you were uncomfortable with not knowing what was going to happen. This wasn't like a sudden death of a loved one. This was a sudden death of several different compartments of your life. And it's amazing how we, you know, a couple of things I want to touch on based on what you just said, which was was, was excellent. Um, you know, a couple of things, you know, when we talk about that loss of control, it is always amazing to me how we are able to to fool ourselves into thinking that we have more control over things than we actually Absolutely. do. Absolutely. And and you are correct that this pandemic has definitely um, focused a spotlight on that lack of control that we all have been blissfully unaware of. 
um, in, in our day to day. Yeah. You know, um, and then also, too, you know, I'll add there's that fear factor because, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the beginning of this and, you know, of course, our knowledge base is is ever evolving with this with this disease. You know, we didn't know who would have it. We didn't know if I had it, if you had it. Um, you know, we didn't know what would happen if you got it. And so you know, that adds an extra level of of the anxiety, plus taking away all of the environmental factors that we use um, to cope, which which was Absolutely. something because, you know, I Absolutely. saw, um, you know, I was reading an article that talked about the number of divorces that have increased because of this pandemic, because I guess, you know, you, you say you love your spouse until you have to be 24-7. You have to be with them 24-7. With these people, and then all of a sudden, you know. And here's one of the things, too, that in many instances, and, I, and, and I've spoken on this before, we we basically, we had to focus on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, we have so many distractions right now in society pre-COVID. Right. We had so many distractions right. that we weren't even aware of what was going on. A lot of us, if we were in relationships, even living in the same home, especially if you had parents, your fo- I mean, I'm sorry, not parents, but children, your, your focus was on those children. Mm-hmm. So you kind of lost contact with one, of, one another and you didn't see how either both of you evolved or maybe one of you evolved and one stayed static. It doesn't mean that one is better than the other, but it does mean sometimes that people are well one another. Right, um, right. And if your focus is elsewhere, if your focus is on your children, if your focus is on your, you know, on your friends, you know, going out to dinner with your friends once or, you know, once a week or once every two weeks, mm-hmm. or every time you and your significant other go out, you guys, you guys are going out with friends or going somewhere where you're distracted, right? a movie theater or somewhere like that, then you really don't know each other. Right. You started out knowing each other, maybe, right. but as time progressed, your attention went to other places. Right. And, 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 and it didn't fall on the relationship. And then you guys got back in the house and realized, you, you know what? You're getting on my nerves right now. I still love you, but you're really <laughs> getting on my nerves. Um, you have some habits that, <laughs> that when did you get this habit? When did oh this my happen? God. Right. When did this you, start? Did this, right. Right. Or one, one of one of the parents is not helping out with the children. Like you feel like they should be just like this person sees me doing almost everything. Right. And, they're, and they're chilling. Right. They're doing whatever. So. Those things get those things that happen, and then the reality is, you know, I heard people making a joke about this, but this is a—I I don't think people understand how real this can be. Like, it was a, a number of individuals I heard on the radio show, like, "Oh, you, you know, people can't get to their side piece, and, and it's a blow." And people were making mm. a joke out of it. But yeah, here's but the that's, reality. That's the truth. Here's the reality yeah. that 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 side piece sometimes alleviated stress and danger for the, for the spouse that was living in the house. Hmm. So, so hmm. when I say that, meaning this, um, because I've had situations pre COVID where individuals would say they were, they were unable, they felt like they were unable to leave the significant other in this case being a husband. They felt like they were unable to leave the husband for, due to financial difficulties, language barriers. It was a number of things. Sure. Um, lack of family support. And, the, the wife said to me, she said, I prefer when he has a girlfriend because then she doesn't come in and bother me wow. physically or sexually. Wow. She said he's in a much, she said he's in a much better mood. She said when wow. he doesn't have a girlfriend and this is what happened. 
and 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 then you have individuals who may be staying together because they have um, children, or for whatever whatever reasons they're staying together, mm-hmm. and whether it's is the the woman that's stepping out or the man that's stepping out, you know, provided it's a relation with the male female relationship, regardless of which party is stepping out, one may be verbally abusive. So, so right. I'm stepping out. I, I have my my to side escape. Piece. Yeah, that that is, and, and so but I come in the house and I'm stuck with a man that I don't love, and so then I start verbally mm-hmm. being verbally aggressive with him and abusing him verbally with self esteem, just destroying his self esteem. Wow. So That's deep. please know the domestic violence rate and the abuse rate increased. Did well. increase most certainly, most certainly, and that was one of the concerns when we were making recommendations about, you know, staying in, is that you know we were taking away, in a sense, an outlet or a safety net, if you will, um, for people who are involved in in domestic violence situations or even in right. child abuse. Um, situations, um, you know, particularly when we closed the schools, because that was the child's way of mm-hmm. getting out of that situation or, you know, having someone else that they could tell. But now we've right. taken all of those things away. And so, yeah, it, it definitely, definitely was um, that isolation piece was definitely something um, to deal with. So now let me ask you. So when is stress dangerous? Because we talked about how it is helpful in keeping us out of like the fight or flight situation where you, know, you have an immediate Correct. stress. You know, someone comes at you with a knife and your body tells you drop everything and run away. Right. That's a good stress. Right. right? But when is stress dangerous? So stress is dangerous when it causes distress. Mm, so when, like it, when it when it negatively when it causes that distress, D.I.S. The I S T R E S. That's when it is dangerous. So when it negatively impacts your emotional or physical health, when it negatively impacts those things and or physical health, that's when it becomes a danger. So an example with that, and, and I'm sure you've seen this in many instances uh, working in a in the hospital. When when you for the most part you haven't had blood pressure issues, but they but they shoot up all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. That's when stress becomes dangerous. Mm-hmm. When when you're looking at somebody like with 200 over 140 because a lot of that was happening right. for various for various reasons. That's when it becomes dangerous. It becomes dangerous when you are. We saw we saw an increase in substances mm-hmm. in substance use. We saw a huge increase mm-hmm. in that. And right now, I'm seeing more and more articles really in the last two weeks where they're talking about they see where women have been drinking more mm-hmm. during the pandemic. Um, and that when that, goes when back that, to that alcohol, and that goes when, back to when that, that alcohol, okay, we will. When that alcohol or that drug use, and as they heard me say, and I think Mr. Hurd is your is is the illustrious engineer for you today. He's heard me say this before. Marijuana is a drug. It's not for me to judge you, yay nay, or anywhere else. But right. understand when I say drug use, I'm talking about all of it, legal and illegal. Right. Um, once you start abusing, not using, but abusing, where it's impacting your daily routine and you're not able to function appropriately or get things done appropriately, you're oversleeping, doing all those things on a regular basis, then that's a problem. It becomes a problem when an increase in anxiety. We saw a huge increase in anxiety and depression. Yes. Yes. A huge anxiety and anxiety and depression, um, um, increase in anxiety and depression. Yes. With that, understand that when you are um, when you're dealing with depression, and I say this all of the time, depression, my people, my people, does not mean that you 
are in the bed, sleep all day, and you can't get up and do anything. Right. Is that a sign of depression? Sure. Absolutely. Can Absolutely. it be? Absolutely. But that's not the only. But that's not the only. And, and exactly. that's where and that's where we get confused at because a lot of times we feel like we get up and go to work or do whatever we're supposed to do, then we're not really depressed. We're getting things done. No. You you probably are depressed. You probably are depressed if you feel like you're just existing in life and not living. Right. And so with that depression, it comes a feeling of helplessness and hopelessness, which which we saw a lot of that during COVID. Sure. Various reasons. Sure. Helplessness, and, and hopelessness, of, uh... changing changing sleep patterns, um, changing you you know you're unable to find things that you like to do and or things that you once enjoyed you no longer enjoy those things. You have a change in eating pattern. Some people stop eating. Some people start eating a lot. We saw a lot of that in COVID. A lot of that. Definitely. Um, change, in eating, change in eating patterns. Uh, unhealthy. And most of the time, they're unhealthy. Right. Um, it, could be an, it could be any one of those things. It could be a combination. For women of color who are considered to be middle class or upper middle class or even, you know, on a, basically a socioeconomic level that's um, middle, middle or higher, so to speak. One of the things that we do research shows is this. We like to go and get our hair done and our nails. We like to look pretty on the outside. And the more mm-hmm. we try to do that on the outside, usually we have more garbage and more feelings of not feeling, not being settled on the inside. Right. And not being seen. So, yes. Correct. Yes. Correct. Not being seen, not being heard, not feeling supported, which is a whole nother show. So, right. That's what I, you know, I'm okay. writing notes as you're talking and I'm like, okay, yeah, we're going to have uh, Dr. Sewell come back. Uh, yeah, that's a it's, whole it's a whole lot of things that we can unpack uh, in, in yeah, different shows. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. But those are some of the things, those are some of the key pieces that we saw. And those are some of the ways that, you know, when you're, when you're, um, you know, when your stress is getting to the point where it's going to be. Dang- and the other thing is this. When, when you start isolating in your house, let, let me say this. If you're fussing at everybody or everybody's irritating you or you want to cuss everybody out around you, the common denominator is you. what? Mm-hmm. That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. And yeah. so if you're having days and days and days of that on end or people just getting to the point they'd rather not even speak to you in your home because they know that you're going to start grumbling and fussing, that's a sign that you may be depressed. Mm. That so, is a sign that you may be depressed. Mm-hmm. So a couple of things just to, to come back to when you mentioned about coping skills. So, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that I noticed, you know, as a parent that, you know, one of the things that I try to stress with with my child is coping with adverse situations. So, mm-hmm. you know, a test didn't go well or maybe you had a falling out with a friend or you didn't make the team or whatever, you know, whatever's going on in her life. Right. Um, and, right, you know, right. We try to have those discussions. But I noticed that, you know, a lot of us, because I see this on the adult side and I know you see it, um, a lot of us don't have coping skills. And of course, that is a skill that has to be developed over Correct. time. But here we are as adults. How do we improve our coping skills so that way we can kind of divert ourselves away from the path of these destructive behaviors? So there, there are there are a few things there, as you would say, to unpack. So I, I know we're on a brief time. Let me say this first about the kids, and then I'll go to the adults, about the young people. There are a few things. Number one, and you hit on something in terms of with the parenting or whatever adult is around them. Children will generally react to stress, however it has been modeled to them. Mm-hmm. 
So if you were one of those parents that because your child didn't get, didn't get a traditional high school graduation and you started talking about how that was the worst thing that could ever happen and so on and mm-hmm. so forth and you kind of dramatize that, that's the kind of coping skill your child is going to have. Mm-hmm. We saw a lot of that. So you have to monitor that closely. The other pieces, there there are life stages. They're developmental stages. When children and I can't I can't remember exactly what age it age it is, but somewhere around maybe five or six and, and in certain stages where you start train your children start having um, training them to have various coping skills. And when I say training them meaning this or raising them, they're gonna deal with little stressors at time, hopefully there'll be minor stressors when they're children, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so with those minor stresses, that's when you begin to teach them how to cope and how to deal. So as they get older and deal with stressors that may be a little bit more severe, they already have that foundation, and you just have to continuously help them build up on right. those things. Right. What I see happening a lot, and I know this is, and I know parents do this out of love, so I'm definitely not judging people for this, but... What I see is we try to shield children from everything. Mm-hmm. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. We don't want them to accept accountability for a lot of stuff because it's like they're just a child. You can't do this. You can't do that. And then what happens is you end up with someone who has poor coping skills Zero or what they call they don't have that resiliency. Right. That resilience. Right. Um, so that's something that I would just decide that those are some things that we need to look at when we're even, you don't even have to, to raise children in, in the sense of they're in your home. When you have children in your presence on a regular basis, these are things that need to be taught to them and you explain to them why you're doing this. Um, so going back to the adults, I, again, distraction. I think some of us do not have coping skills because of we have too many distractions to keep us from doing things, um, to mm. fo- for focusing on things. Mm. Um, okay. The main thing we don't focus on is ourselves. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the first one. Second piece is some of us do not have what helps with resilience to be able to work through everything is you have to be able to adapt. Right. you got to be able to adapt to change. That's something that we don't have because whether we want to admit it or not, we're kind of spoiled. Now, this is not Dr. Sewell. This is Donna speaking now. So we are a spoiled society. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, the generation as part, each generation has gotten more and more, no matter how poor we may be, financially, we've had more access to more things. Right. Each generation. Right. And so what we want now, what we want, if we want it, we're able to get it immediately right or we can so adaptability that's why some people do not have that that coping skill so what we have to learn is that everything is not going to go our way and to see the lesson in in everything and to understand that sometimes you may not see the lesson then but you'll see it later and why it happened right right so, so that's now, that's one of the things that happens. Mm-hmm. so now how do we recognize the breaking point of stress because we talked about you know the build up to it where you know maybe you're using um, your substances Mm -hmm. more or maybe you're you know sniping at your family a little bit more Mm -hmm. but before we get to that point how do we recognize that either in ourselves or in our friends and how do you recognize the symptoms how do you recognize the symptoms right like right before that person gets to that danger point where they've just crossed over the Rubicon and, and things are just way too out of control so here's what so here's what I always tell people: Are you feeling off center? Hmm. If you're feeling off center, 
if, if something if, if you're feeling discombobulated uh, periodically, not periodically, but more often than usual, then it's a possibility you're you're on the brink of moving into um, that anxiety or that depression or or just snapping or doing you know doing all those things that I talked about. Mm-hmm. That's one way to look. You're you're off center. Another piece is what I used to tell people, uh, especially around COVID. Like when you're in a situation with your family, um, regard, even if you're dealing with parents, it doesn't matter. Sit down and kind of have a weekly check-in. Like, how's everything going? Mm-hmm. What's going on? And and let them be honest enough to talk to you. And I know as parents, as, as, I'm not even going to say as parents, as people, we don't like to for people to be honest with us. Right. We don't. The a lot of us do not. Very very ugly. Correct. Mm-hmm. A lot of us do not. Um, but I think it's important that you do have that open conversation and say, look, you, you, don't, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to be totally harsh. You can just give me a fourth of it. You don't have to break it all the way down unless I've really been bad. Just give me a fourth of it so right. I understand kind of what's going on. I think it's important, too, that you reach out to your friends because your friends will tell you. Indeed, your friends, your friends, your, your true your friends, friends will tell you. I know because I yes. will tell my friends, and I will say you'll be okay when the swelling goes down. Exactly, but I'll help you out if you need anything in between it. Exactly. So, so that so check with your friends. So basically, check-ins will help. The other thing, have some of your habits um, changed. You know, like do you normally eat healthy, and then all of a sudden you're just eating a lot of junk food? Mm-hmm. So have some habits changed. Look at that. You know, that's how you might be able to tell, like, you know what, I'm starting to do this, and last time I did this, this is where I ended up. This is where I ended up. Look, if if you're having difficulty sleeping, that's another piece. And even though some of these are symptoms of depression, they are also sometimes, for some people, depending on where you are, it's symptomatic of where you may be headed towards. It may not be depression, just symptomatic of where you're headed towards. But you're on the way. But you're on that path. You're, you're on that path. Like, how, how is my sleeping? I can't sleep. Or either you're feeling like, you know, you're, you're and I did say fussing all the time. And I say, if you feel agitated, like maybe even if it's not being, even if you're not um, putting those things into play yet. Mm-hmm. Right. If you feel agitated, like I used to tell people, even pre-COVID, if I go through, when I had cable, and I go through 100 channels and I complain about every last one of them. Right. And I'm by myself. I don't need to go out in public because that means something is going Something's on. Something's on. Definitely. So being so self-aware if I'm feeling is agitated all of the time, just that awareness mm-hmm. is, is key. But the key is that you have to sit down and you have to look at what is wrong with you right now in today's society. Or just what you need to improve upon. Even if it's not an epidemic or a pandemic going on, find out what makes you Tick. Right. They in the twelve steps they have a step that you have to do twice. I think it's the fourth and the ninth step, and it's dealing personal inventory. Hmm. And what I had a lot of people tell me who were sponsors and people who were going through the program, they said that fourth step is very difficult for them. They said a lot of people get stuck there because when you do personal inventory, you have to look at the good, bad, and ugly. And and you have to look at things it. that you've done. Right. You, right. You have to look at the things you've done, why you've done those things, where those things come from. What I need for people to understand is that none of us is perfect. You're not going to be able to have control over everything. The only thing you can do is be the best you, and in order to do that, you have to look at yourself and say, why do I do these things? And you have right. to sit down and do that. Well, I just I shared with uh, with my Facebook friends on my personal Facebook page, I was talking about a situation where I had to put myself in time out. Right. And so. And that happened. Yes. And and I felt better after I, after I had my little time out time. 
I was like, I was able to be a little bit more objective about the situation that I was in. And so, you know, so I'm going to put that out there as a suggestion that sometimes you need to put yourself in time out. <laughs> you know, you need that, to go, and, and go sit down true. somewhere and, and think about it. sometimes just, and just sit by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times what you can do is think about, because a lot of people don't understand this either. There are people that have hurt you in your past and you don't even realize that they've hurt you. You may still love them and they may have hurt you unintentionally, but they made you feel a certain type of way mm-hmm. about yourself or about certain things. And that's something that you may need to go back and, and process. Right now they have a lot of right. telemental health. You can get telemental health almost anywhere now. Initially, Major insurance companies weren't covering that now. But now they, they are. They see where it's a need. Right, yeah. right. And so you, you can do that. Um, some, some people will, will need to go into the office because their acuity may be a little higher than, than what, what you can handle over the phone. Um, so what, what I would say is seek out, you know, seek counseling. Now that we're able to do, um, we're able to visit a little bit more. Some of the restrictions are being lifted, although we still need to be very safe with the masks. And, and those types of things like certainly, that, certainly. Um, we can we can you know go and speak to loved ones and sometimes feel feel better right. about that. And this is going to sound odd to to some people, but I have uh, one or two friends, and, and and I'm prone to do it when I go out and put flowers on my grandmother's grave. I'll go out there and talk to her sometimes. Right. And a lot of people think that's odd, but I'm just it's but not. it's depending on what you believe in. It's right. It it's not. It can be you know very therapeutic just to say things to someone who can't necessarily talk back correct um correct. because sometimes you don't need that feedback sometimes you just need to get it out that is correct and and that's mm-hmm. a good point so one of the things that i would say because i particularly see this in a lot of um relationships where one person is is more emotional than the other person or, or feels a little differently expresses mm-hmm. their emotions differently mm-hmm. is when you go and talk to someone and you're talking to someone who is a problem solver, before you start the conversation so you don't get upset, say to them, I just need for you to listen to me. Right. I don't need for you to try to solve this for me. Right. Right. And that is so key when we're communicating, because I'm that way. Like, you know, as I'm listening to my friends, I'm like, okay, you need to do this, 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 this. And sometimes I just need to shut up. Because, you know, I have intelligent friends. I'm saying that because you're in a helping profession, and I'm in a helping profession. So exactly. so that's even been stated so to me. What's been do. stated to me is yeah. you're always looking for a res- resolution. Even even if you tell me somebody's on their last leg, my thing, I'll listen for a minute. And it's depending on who it is. So if I need to you know, I know I do know when I need to keep my mouth shut, but other times right. I'm like, Okay, you tell me this five times. Right. Five times in five days. Right. So what, here we what, are. Are, what are we doing? Do we have some paperwork in order? Right. Exactly. Correct. Exactly. Correct. Dr. Donna Sewell, I have loved this conversation. This has been too short. So, of course, you know, I'm going to be in your inbox in a minute about rescheduling uh, for another uh, another segment here because, you know, a lot to unpack, a lot of ways that we can can positively impact our listeners and I would absolutely love well, you you've been family from the beginning since we both joined old fashioned health so of course you know you are welcome back and like I said I will be in your inbox in a minute uh, to get you Thank rescheduled you to come much. back on I have loved this and it's been tremendously helpful um, and so Medical Minutes family please give a round of applause to our Dr. Donna Sewell thank you so much we'll be back after a Thank short you. break thanks again mm-hmm. 
sure to listen to The Wellness Enclave with Dr. Donna Sewell, a podcast that explores emotional health and its impact on everyday life. In The Enclave, we will address emotional health and how it is connected to other parts of your life, such as physical health, relationships, spirituality, and even decision-making. The Wellness Enclave with Dr. Sewell can be found on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This is Alvin. And this is Edmund. On the Old Fashioned Health Show. Tune in each Friday from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. And listen to us live on iHeartRadio or the Real 1100 app. Where we talk about healthy information, products, and or services. And get some old school music in. On the Real 1100. Me out, it's so loud, it's like my ears are bleeding. What am I feeling? Can't look at the ceiling. The light is so bright, it's like I'm overheating. This mind isn't mine. Who am I to judge? Oh, I should be fine, but it's all too much. And we are back. This is Dr. Carissa Hines. You are listening to Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. That was an incredible segment with Dr. Donna Sewell uh, of the Wellness Enclave. And I encourage you all to uh, check out her podcast. She has uh, more uh, good advice uh, and that, you know, that just makes sense. And just, you know, she's just very easy to listen to, and very easy to talk to. Um, and of course, we will have her back on on our show. Um, and so that last song was um, called Overwhelmed. And one of the first lines is turn off the TV. And so sometimes when we are dealing with an increased amount of stress, we do have to be mindful about the um, the amount of stimulation that we're getting from things that we can turn off. Right. So turn off the TV uh, because sometimes that can just be additive um, to our stress level. So today's vitamin C is, of course, about stress. So I saw this quote and and I kind of giggled at it because it's almost a tongue twister, but it's not. So here we go. I stress about stress before there's even stress to stress about. Then I stress about stressing over stress that doesn't need to be stressed about. It's stressful. My anxiety level just kind of went up just a little, little bit just in reading that because, you know, there are a lot of people who are overthinkers and overstressors and you just get stressed about stuff before there's even stress to even have. Right. You just it's anticipatory stress and it's killing us. Right. So, you know, I'm going to share this. So when I worked in hospice, you know, um, I dealt with a lot of families um, in various stages of grief. And, and one of the things that was, was common was that overwhelmed feeling um, and feeling some type of way about uh, not being able to, quote unquote, cope with their stress or, or that people felt that they were coping inadequately with their stress that had just happened. Right. Um, so this wasn't, you know, six months, six years down the line that they're still not coping. This was like six minutes in um, that people felt that they weren't coping well. And I would share this story with them. And I'm going to share this with you. So, you know, have you ever been to a barbecue or picnic, whatever you want to call it, cookout, whatever you want to call it, 
and you know there's the buffet right and if you have that family member who's like killing it on the grill and your aunt that makes that bomb potato salad and everything in between and you just want some of everything right so you get to the front of the line and they have those cheap paper plates because you know we're all on a budget and they're gonna go in the trash anyway, so that's what some people think, right? So I'm just gonna buy this really, really thin paper plate and whatever. So you get your paper plate and you're loading everything onto that plate. So you've got a hamburger and a hot dog and ribs and baked beans and some rolls and some lemon cake and all of this. And then you get to, you know, got deviled eggs, right? And then you get to the potato salad and you get that last big lump because potato salad is your favorite. So you get that great big glob of potato salad and you put it on that thin paper plate that's already got so much on it already, right? And what happens? That paper plate fails and then all of your food is in the floor. Well, we are very much so like that paper plate that we can handle things but at some point you can put that last little bit of something on your plate or in your life and you are overwhelmed. Very, very easy to happen. So with all that we have going on in our normal lives, add it to the stress of what is happening with COVID in our communities and our lives, right? Um, that, you know, I, I share that to say that, you know, we have just a whole lot that we are going through, that we've been through, that we're going through, um, you know, to varying degrees, right? Um, so, you know, you may have your normal, you know, you have your normal level of stress, but then we add on the fear about COVID, the not being able to get out, the not being able to connect in ways that we have been connecting. Then you can add on possibly illness or financial strain or family struggle, you know, all of that, all of that together, that's that last little bit that overwhelms the cheap paper plate, right? And so here's what we, we have to do. You have to fortify yourself. So you got to buy the better plates, right? You have to become the better plate. But even then, nothing is foolproof. So, you know, I wish I could tell you all the one thing that would fix the stress in your life. But unfortunately, I don't have that magic pill. But I will say this, whatever it is that you are going through, whatever stressors you are facing in life, be gentle with yourself because you are only human. We are only human. And life happens, things happen, right? They do. So what we have to do is to do what we can with what we have in the time we are given. No more no less. Thank you again for joining me this week on my favorite hour of the week. I hope that this session has been helpful for you. Uh, and again, until we meet again, be good to yourselves, be good to each other. Thanks. Have a great week. This is Dr. Carissa. Thanks for joining me this week on Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. Join me next week for more comfortable yet in-depth conversation. Have a great week.
Thank you for listening to another Old Fashioned Health Network show on The Real 1100.